Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. This week, we're talking about how to introduce your cat to your new baby. Katie's taking the lead on this discussion as she is our resident cat owner. With this episode, we also have a download of the ideas talked about in this episode. So head on over to bestlifemomsclub.com to grab your copy, as well as have access to our entire library of free resources. Some of them are related to other podcast episodes and others are just information pieces that we thought were important for you to have. But there's a whole bunch of them. So definitely go check them out, download the ones you want. And if there is an episode that it correlates with, definitely listen to the episode too. Lastly, if you like listening to our podcast, could you do us a favor and tell one or two of your pregnant friends about us? We're trying to get the word out there and help as many new parents as possible. So sharing us with your friends would hopefully help them out and it would be the biggest compliment you could give us. So thank you to everyone who shares us. And with that, here's the episode. Cats are a whole different world when it comes to introducing baby. And I think just in general, like, cats are just a completely different world um and actually I think cats are a little bit trickier with making these adjustments and these big changes of adding a baby to the household um than dogs um at least my experience with Jax has been a little bit more challenging so some of the things with cats and with Jax I will say like with Freya he was great with Finn, we had, after Finn, we had a host of problems with Jax after, like really, really, really severe. And our solution, which I will tell you about, <laughs> was rather extreme. And some people think is a joke, but it legitimately solved our issues. A cat's response to having a baby come into the household can be related to the breed, and like their genetics associated with the breed, but also their personality, as well as their previous experiences with babies and uh, kids. So that's something to consider. Cats are a little bit trickier with previous experience, previous experience because cats are a little bit more, I don't want to say vindictive, but that's the word that comes to mind. <laughs> They're a little bit more moody. So some things to consider. So cats generally they need their own space for bed food water and litter and litter needs to be in a low traffic kind of private area obviously nobody likes to poop 
when people are watching where there's lots of people, same thing. Unless you're a mother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And even then, I guess you don't really like pooping where there's lots of people running around. No, you just just have to do it. So um, (laughs) cats are no different. So, you know, having the litter space um, separated in a low traffic area to consider that. Um, Also having litter separate from like food and water because cats are really, really sensitive to their smell. So you don't want to play with that. So if you're having a baby and you're like, oh, I need to rearrange all of my cat's locations of things and put them all in one spot, probably not a good idea because one, smells will mix. They won't be happy about that. And two, cats do not do well with change. Like big changes, they just, it doesn't work out well. Um, So slow changes are best when um, dealing with the, uh, with introducing and preparing your cat for baby. Um, Having a space for them that's elevated, like for food, but space for them to escape and have a private space um, because you're going to be having guests come. Well, outside of COVID, you would probably have having guests come to your house. But you might have like help coming in from your bubble right? Like if you bubbled with some family members. Yeah, that's true. So like people coming in, you want to have, give them a space to, that is safe and secure. So if there's a bed there and they probably already have that if you've already had your cat for a while. Um, But having a gate once the kids are older to, that gives them an escape route that the kids can't get to them. That's a big one, especially once your baby is mobile. Because cats tend to, when things are unsettled, they prefer to hide. That's just their nature. Is Their nature's response is to go hide somewhere secure and wait until they can kind of suss out the situation. So give them that space. One of the biggest issues with cats, and we massively experience this, is um, spraying territory. Okay. Yeah brutal uh yeah like our house all our our cart like our downstairs our stairs yeah brutal covered in like your your carpets are garbage now like you have to replace the carpet oh yeah a hundred percent like he okay so I will say like when we had Freya Jax was great he really didn't have any issues with the transition Actually, he was obsessed with, not obsessed, I shouldn't say that. He was, he really was with Freya at all times. But anyways, yeah. So Jax really was really good with Freya. Like we didn't really have any issues. And then after we had Finn, uh, he had massive, massive issues. And he was peeing and pooping everywhere. And I mean, everywhere. It was very out of character. And it wasn't just the initial... It was like, it started about two months after Finn was born and it went for like eight months and it was horrible. Like Amanda said, my carpets are garbage now. We need to replace carpets. Yeah, absolutely brutal. So we, we, you you know, there are sometimes there are medical issues that can cause it. So like we went the vet route, the vet really didn't have any issues. One thing that you can do to help your cat with the transition there's these things, pheromone sprays and like diffusers, plug-in diffusers called Feel Away. And it 
is a, a pheromone that the mother cat releases to her kittens to calm them down and make them go to sleep. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that can be really good if you think your cat is stressed out to have that in like high traffic areas, especially areas where the baby is to just kind of like dope them up a little bit and just kind of relax. We tried that and you can get it like a direct spray so that you can spray it on furniture too. If you're having issues with them kind of spraying on furniture, you can do use that. But the feel away is, and you just buy that from a vet and I think you can probably buy that from pet stores too. That can be really helpful. Um, because cats are really sensitive to smell and calming those, but using those calming pheromones can be really helpful. One thing like we had talked about with dogs was like setting up the gear so that your animals, your dog can get used to the gear. But for me, one of the things was slowly setting it up and slowly introducing the gear. We didn't have that option, obviously, because Freya, we didn't have anything and then everything just showed up. But it is recommended to slowly set up your gear and let the, the cat adjust to piece by piece. So oh, interesting. You, yeah, because cats are very reactive to massive changes. Even slight mm-hmm. changes cats are very sensitive to. So if you can ease in on that, setting up kind of piece by piece to let them get used to it can be really helpful. Treats, if your cat is motivated by treats, then being able to give them the treats once the baby's there home with you. The biggest piece I think is attention. Cats are quite often used to being the center of attention or like getting your one-on-one attention. And like I said, they're very sensitive to changes and a lack of attention is a very big culprit for behavior can be for behavior in cats. So making a point of giving them focused one-on-one intention can be very helpful for a situation and I had said like my solution to our problem with Jack's of his spraying was I was actually like to the point where I was desperate and I ended up contacting a pet psychic but you tried everything first oh you you really did I did like we went the full vet route we um I thought Finn was a big crier Um, so I thought maybe the crying was stressing him out. So he would go into the basement and hide there. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to give him his space and let him go in because that's what everybody says is like, have, let them have a safe space that is away and quiet. And that's what I did. So I did everything by the book and nothing was helping. And he was still peeing and pooping everywhere. And I was on my, like, I literally tried everything. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try a pet psychic. Someone I worked with had her daughter did it with their dogs. So I was like, oh, I'll just try that. It literally stopped the behavior that night. We met, we did our reading. I talked to the psychic. She talked to my cat and Phoenix as well. So she talked to both the animals. A lot of stuff came out through that conversation with him. and. It was not good. He was very unhappy and he was very feeling very unloved because he was no longer getting the attention that he needed and wanted. And he said, I was one of your babies before the kids arrived and now I don't exist to you. 
Like that broke my heart. Yeah. And everything that I was doing was to trying to, you know, give him his space to adjust. And what he took that as was, I'm ignoring you and I don't love you anymore. There was a lot of other stuff that came out too, but that was the biggest piece. And so for him, he needs that one-on-one attention. And so, you know, I apologized. We talked, we talked it out, but literally that night he stopped peeing and pooping. It changed everything. So now I make a conscious effort to like have one-on-one time with him to talk to him so that he feels involved. And like, like I said, that night and within the next day, everything changed. My mom even walked in the house and said, there is a different energy about him. Like he walked, like he came out and she hadn't seen him in weeks because he was always in the basement. And she was like, he has a completely different, he's his old cat, like his old personality. So, so crazy. So it worked. (laughs) It worked. But I have a lot of people laugh at me for it. But you know what? It was the best $90 I spent. If it works, it works. It worked. Anyways, (laughs) cats are a challenging piece to introduce your baby with because it is such a big change and they are so sensitive to change. So, you know, giving them their space, but also making a point of still giving them the attention that they need and that's somewhat used to is important because they need consistency. They're very similar to children. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah. I feel like I just talked for so long, but because you don't have cats. Yeah. I can't even chime in. Like I don't have a cat. I haven't had a cat for a very long time. So we had a cat when I was younger, but I think the cat died in like 2003. So like 17 years ago. (laughs) I do have one point and this goes for cats, dogs, birds, if you have, you know, whatever type of animal, if you want to keep your animals out of your nursery, right? If you want that space division, one thing that I saw that was really cute is using, buying a screen door and then putting that outside of your solid door of your nursery so that you can have the sight lines and the airflow going into your nursery. But not, but it acts as an actual barrier to stop any animals from going in. That's interesting. Some animals could hop a fence. Yes, exactly. Or a gate. Like if you put a baby gate up in the door and you have a big dog, it can still jump a baby gate or a cat. Yeah. Cats normally, like, I think if you have a, a fit cat, you probably, they can jump a baby gate. Jax is not so much of that stature so jumping over the gate he's more of a slide under but um yeah it's and you know what you can get them it doesn't have to be like you can get a cute wooden one right like if you want it to be aesthetically pleasing like some of them have patterns or you know whatever shape to it but it allows you to have airflow as well as sight lines so you know if your baby is in the nursery you can still the door's not totally closed for them um, and then you can just do like one of those little hooks mm-hmm. to lock it on the outside. Um, but then you still have access to a solid door behind if at night you want to close the door while they're sleeping, which for fire safety is highly recommended that you close all sleep bedroom doors while sleeping. 
You could also get one of those retractable ones. Have you ever uh, seen the retractable screens? You could probably do that and just. The only thing is with those retractable screens is it's all screen, right? So if you have a dog that's running through, they're going to break. Or if they're magnetic. That's true. Like it'll bang. Um, mm -hmm. The wooden framed screen doors have structure and strength to them, which mm -hmm. is, acts as that barrier. I'm thinking more of a, for a cat, right? Like if you had a cat, one of those would probably keep know. a cat out. Unless your cat has claws oh, and likes to claw, climb. See, I don't have a cat. So anyways, that was a very in-depth uh, list of stuff that you have there. Well, you know what? When I deep dive on a topic. Yeah, think, you had you lots of good information. Also, too, when you get me talking about my animals, I am very happy to talk about them. <laughs> Animals and kids. Yeah. <laughs> and we even talked about poop this time too. Thanks to Jax. Oh yes, there we go. Our weekly yep. our weekly uh we talked about poop, so checks all the boxes. <laughs> Can't go an episode without talking about some sort of poop preference. Uh welcome to life as a mom. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.